The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. By the way, uh, if you felt like you were taken off in a jet, that was the fans going, and the button wasn't working to cut the fans down, so I had to open up the software to do that, so I apologize for that. If Anyway, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, <clears throat> excuse me, and you'll see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley's show from Saturday. If you missed that and you want to catch that, you can do so up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time I assume he will be live. <laughs> I think there was there was two hours and he had to do something or whatever, so he got one hour in and then there was a replay from the previous day. But 
3 o'clock, that will change. You'll either be live or there'll be an educational video in that slot. Right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you've got. And then in the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see the Rumble icon. Click on that and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are also streaming live on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Uh, if you're over there, please subscribe to the channel. Also, before it's news.com, top of the page there, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. And then a variety of Facebook pages that bear my name, personal and public, uh, which a lot of our friends uh, get on the public page, uh, which is t uh, you put facebook.com forward slash Tim Brown Sons of Liberty. I think that's how it is. Um, all one word, and uh, that should get you there. And then also, uh, we're on Twitter. If you're over there, we're streaming live to Twitter. At the Real Tim Brow, drop the N off my in in my name and put a two in its place. The Real Tim Brow two there, and also the Real Tim Brown on Twitch. You can catch us over there. So not many people join us on those platforms, but they are there uh, in case you use them. Also, if you want to sign up for a newsletter, that's available under where we're streaming live. If you want our ministry email, that comes out of sonsoflibertyradio.com. If you want to donate and help us stay out there doing the things that we do on Internet Radio and Among the People, there's a donate button at the top of sonslibertymedia.com, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And guys, we really do appreciate it because, uh, again, without you guys you know, kind of coming in and, and standing with us uh, to do ministry, then what we're going to have is we're limited in what we can do. Uh, we'll be like Paul. We'll go make tents. No problem with that. This guy this guy right here probably needs to go make some tents, <laughs> I tell you. Uh, doing work from sitting at a desk all day, it is I, – I felt better being exhausted um, – you know, going out and working on the construction site, when I'd come in in the summertime, my clothes probably weared more than I did because uh, I sweated so much. But it kept me in good shape um, and, and things like that. But uh, but we do appreciate you guys supporting us so that we can continue to do what we're doing. And fortunately for me, my boys are getting me out there walking and doing some things. They tell me they're going to have me down at the, the fire department gym here sooner or later. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I haven't been in a gym because, you know, people used to work, right? You used to actually work like using your hands and your legs and your arms and all this stuff. You didn't have to go to the gym. You got to work out when you worked. <laughs> and so now we've got, you know, that kind of stuff going on. Anyway, today is, uh, I'm going to do a little different show. Um, first of all, let me just uh, highlight something that went on yesterday. We, we had a, um, our pastor was somewhere else at a church. We had another guy come in. And uh, very soft-spoken guy, um, but right on it in going through the book of Judges. That's what we're going through. <laughs> a gym's where you go and spend a lot of money to exert yourself to do what probably your body should have been doing all day long. <laughs> Mr. Wordsworth asked, what's a gym? What's a gym? Yeah. Uh, so we were dealing with uh, chapter four of Judges. And, you know, it's interesting because... We've had a lot of things come up. You know, one of the, if you really want to see where the breakdown of everything happened in the United States of America, go back to women's rights. Now, women, I'm not picking on you. I, I'm, I, trust me, I'm not picking on you. But you've got to understand how you've been deceived and how men have been deceived, too, in that. Because the idea was that a man's wife 
you know, I hate to even use the term property, but it was his, right? It's like the, the husband is the property of the wife. The Bible says your body is not your own, it's your wife's. Your, wi your wife's body is not her own, it's the husband's. Do, do you understand that? That you, you are you're each other's. You're not your own. And you both belong to Christ, if you're believers. So, <clears throat> The, uh, the idea came in, just like it did with Eve in the garden, to seduce Eve, to deceive her into thinking, yeah, if you take of this fruit, yeah, I know your husband told you that God said not to, but did God really say that? Did he, is that what? He knows that you'll be like him, okay? And so women have bought that, and they thought, yeah, we need equal rights, well, you have equal rights. That's that's not an issue. You you have equal rights. And, you know, we go to the New Testament, we see that, that women are given the sign of the covenant just like men. And in the Old Testament, they were given um, just to men, the circumcision sign. In the New Testament, they're given uh, baptism. How do I know that? Because, well, uh, Lydia and her whole household were baptized, were they not? Yes, they were. Uh, we see that there is no male or female, Jew or Gentile, rich or poor, free or slave in Christ. Yet, there still remains a male and a female. We can see that, right? But in Christ, it's not viewed in the same way. Uh, so here's the thing. We went to Judges chapter 4. I'm just going to hit this real quick, and then I'm going to get on to the subject we're talking about. Because it was it was a really great lesson to go through and should be understood today uh, when women want to go, oh, what, you know, you don't want you don't want women in office, you don't want women leading this, that, and the other. Well, there are places where women can can work together. We read from Titus two the other day, would do we not? Boy, if you want to be an if you want to have an impact on the next generation, you're involved in the young women's lives in your life. My wife loves. When our daughters, uh, our married daughters especially, but, but even those who aren't married, she loves being involved in their lives. Uh, we had our oldest at home this past week up from Miami. And uh, she, couldn't put the, she couldn't put the new grandbaby down to save her life. <laughs> she, she loved that. But my wife has come alongside all of them in various times of their life uh, to encourage them, to point them towards the Lord, uh, to pray for them, to encourage them, to correct them if needed be. Um, she's been there to take care of, you know, with, with uh, Hannah and Tristan as as he was born and as she's become a new mom and things of that nature. That's part of what older women do. They teach the younger women. And so when we come to but many women will fight against that kind of thing. Oh, you know, I've got to go out and make money. I've got to go out and earn a living and this that, and the other. That's not what God designed you for. God designed the man to provide and to protect. And I'm not saying a woman can't come along and be industrious. Proverbs 31 says she can. She goes and buys a vineyard. She's out in the marketplace, you know, selling her stuff. We see, even with Lydia, I mentioned ago, we, we see her a seller of purple and things of that nature. Uh, so a woman can be industrious. She can be a businesswoman too. But her, her home base is home. It's not out under serving another man. It's working alongside her husband, being a helpmate to him. Oh, Tim, you're one of those old patriarch kind of guys. You're, you're one of those guys that want to stifle. No, 
I want women to be protected. I want them to be exalted. I want them to be loved and adored for who they are, how God has created them to be a helpmate to men. I absolutely want that. But many of them will point back who, who have bought the feminist lie, and they'll say, oh, well, you don't know anything. Don't you know about Miriam? Yeah, I know about Miriam. She led women in singing, and when she tried to correct her brother, Moses, what did God do to her? He sent her leprosy. Okay? Then they'll say, Deborah. Now, this is what we went over yesterday, Judges chapter 4. I'm just going to hit this real quick, and then we're going to get into our topic. And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. Remember, um, uh, Ehud was the guy who judged on behalf of Israel, the king of uh, the king Eglon. You know, the really fat guy where he stabbed the dagger into his belly and the fat closed around him. And you know, while he was apparently going to the bathroom or whatever he's doing up there, uh, a lot of people say that that's what that means. Covering the feet uh, is going to the bathroom. Whatever. Uh, yeah. He had an Elvis moment, I guess. Anyway, Ehud was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in Heresheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron, and 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. I mean, this guy had an army. And Deborah, a prophetess, and yes, women can be prophetesses. They can speak forth the word of God. They can't be bishops. They can't be in a place of authority within the church. We see that in the New Testament. But they can be prophetesses. They, they are supposed to speak forth the word of God. The first women to, to see the resurrection proclaimed it to men. Okay, But that's a, that's a difference in a proclamation or a, or even a prophecy, and that of being an authority over men. That's I'm, you, you. You have to distinguish those things. And so it says, and Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time, and she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel and Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment, and she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinam, of out of Kadesh Naphtali, and said unto him, Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zebulun? Now, understand what's going on here. Because when I hear the backlash, when I start speaking about the roles of men and women, Deborah is one of the, the places where men and women go, Oh, don't you know that Deborah was a judge? Yeah. And what did she do? She went to the king and she goes, didn't the Lord give you a command? Didn't he give you a command? I, I think of these women who are attending some of these school boards. You've seen them, right, across the nation. Uh, one of them that stands out to me, I forget what she was. She was some kind of Miss America or something. She was out in California, blonde-headed lady, and she was calling the people out. Telling them, this is what your job is supposed to be. We're going to come against you. We're going to remove you from office if I have to run myself kind of thing. This is what Deborah does to the king. She says, didn't God tell you that you're supposed to go up with 10,000 men and you're supposed to deal with these people out here? Didn't he tell you that? She, didn't, she wasn't giving him anything. She's just kind of sarcastically asking him, didn't he tell you to do this and you haven't done it? Let's follow up. Verse 7, 
And I will draw unto thee to the river Kishon Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into thine hand. Hmm. Israel apparently didn't have uh, all of these, these things that Jabin had and Sisera. They didn't have these, these chariots of iron. They didn't have the multitude of people. Yet God said, you're supposed to go up with the number I've given, I've given you, and you're to do this. So he says, I will deliver him into thine hand. And Barak said unto her, this is, this is the king, okay? This is the king. Barak said unto her, if thou wilt go with me, then I will go. I mean, do you see the milk toast in, in Barak here? If you'll go, then I'll go. I mean, if you're willing to lay your life on the line, then I'll take the word of the Lord serious. But if you're not, forget it. Get out of here. I mean, that's basically what he's saying. And so she has a word for him. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. In other words, the king would take the honor and the glory of the battle, right? If he defeats his enemy. She says, that's not going to be the case. For the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And Barak called Zeb, uh, Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. And he went up and with 10,000 men at his feet. And Deborah went up with him. And now Haber, the Kenite, which was, was of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had se severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent into the plain of Zanam, which is by Kadesh. And they showed Sisera that Barak, the son of Benham, was gone up to Mount Tabor. And Sisera gathered together all his chariots, even 900 chariots of iron. And all the people were with him from Hereshith of the Gentiles into the river of Kishon. And Deborah said unto Barak, up for this day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand, is not the Lord gone out before thee? Doesn't matter the numbers. Doesn't matter how many iron chariots you guys got. Doesn't matter how many spears or swords or uh, shields that you people have. The Lord is with us and they mean nothing to him. I, I want you to keep that in mind, believer, in the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole world, listen, there was... The whole world can be against us. But let the world know that we're against them. Keep that in mind. Let the world know we are against you. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the EU, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum. You can be against us all you want. We're against you. And our Father holds your life and your breath and your heartbeat in His very hands and it his word, you will drop. And furthermore, you will confess, Noah Harari, you will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So be, you're on notice. You're called to repent. And if you fail to repent, you're not only fighting against the God of the universe, you're fighting against his children too. Okay? Just making it clear for those who would come against the people of God. So, what do we see? <clears throat> uh, 
We see that in verse 14, so Barak went down from Mount Tabor and 10,000 men after him. And the Lord discomfited Sisera and all his chariots and all his host and the edge of the sword before Barak so that Sisera lighted down off his chariot and fled away on his feet. <laughs> He's got all these chariots of iron. He's got this tremendous army before Israel. And what, what does he do? He's a scaredy cat. He's a coward. He flees in the midst of battle. He leaves his men to themselves and he flees. Sisera does. But Barak pursued after the chariots and after the host unto Harasheth of the Gentiles and all the hosts of Sisera fell upon the edge of the sword and there was not a man left. Ha! Take that. And if you don't think that our God can destroy this new world order in a moment, then you need to go check your faith. You need to go see what our God has done through the past. Read Psalm 78, what we're supposed to be passing on our children. Go look at what the wonderful works of God were in Egypt. Go look at them throughout all of Israel's history. Go look at them throughout the history of man. Go look at them throughout our history in America from the 1400s on. Has not God been God to us as a people? Yes, he has. Has he not defeated our enemies? Yes, he has. And you go, well, Tim, it seems like the enemies are taking over. Yeah, it's because we need to shine bright as a city on a hill. We need to shine bright like that. We're not going to do it without Christ. We're not going to do it without Christ. If all we're going to be engaged in is politics, we are not going to accomplish squat. We are going to continue to lose ground. Our job is to push the crown rights of King Jesus in every single area of life because there is no secular and sacred for the Christian. Everything is sacred. Everything is sacred. We have to get that in our mind because we're told the actual opposite of that within the church, within the political realm, and all of the other. We've got to get that right, and we've got to have that as part of our message. Christ came to redeem the world, not give it over to the devil. He, he just didn't do that. He came to destroy the works of the devil. So we read here, Howbeit Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, for there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazer and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, fear not. She was very clever. And when he had turned into her into the tent, she covered him with a mantle. And he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So he asked for water, and what does she do? And she opened up a bottle of milk, or a wineskin of milk, and gave him drink and covered him. So what, what does milk do? Yeah, it makes you a little sleepy, don't it? And, um, and then she covered him up. And again, he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be, when any man doth come and inquire of thee, and say, Is there any man here that thou shalt say no? And Jael, Haber's wife, didn't have a gun. She didn't have a knife. <laughs> that stuff. She took the nail of a tent, or tent peg, in some translation says, and took a hammer in her hand, and went softly unto him, and smote the nail into his temples. This is a woman, guys. 
smote the nail into his temples and fastened it into the ground. In other words, she drove the t- she drove that tent peg from temple to temple through the ground. That's how hard she hit that ha- hit that uh, tent peg with her hammer. She nailed him to the ground. For he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said unto him, Come, and I will show thee the man whom thou seekest. She knew who he was looking for. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay dead, and the nail was in his temples. So God subdued on that day Jabin the king of Canaan before the children of Israel, and the hand of the children of Israel prospered and prevailed against Jabin the king of Canaan until they had destroyed Jabin king of Canaan, just like God said. Boy, you want some good news? Listen to me, believer. Don't get caught up in all the bad news. Don't get caught up in the people trying to pin the tail on the Antichrist. Don't get caught up in the people trying to say what the mark of the beast is that don't even know how to live a holy life. Forget those people. Where is your eyes fixed upon? Is it fixed upon the author and finisher of our faith? Is it fixed upon the king of glory? The man of war? The one who fights our battles for us? Or is it fixed upon the elite? Yeah. Those who are, quote-unquote, in authority. And by the way, Pilate said, or Jesus said rightly to Pilate, no man has any authority unless it's been given to him by my Father. Now, they may usurp it. But the fact of the matter is, okay, their usurpation is even given there by God in his decrees. But what are the people of God to do? They're to stand on the side of the Lord. As Moses said, who's on the Lord's side? Get over here with me. Who's not? Get on the other side. And God judged them, didn't he? Did he not do that? Yes, he did. This is one reason why Tim Brown says the answer for America is to secede. Just like, look, if you want to, if you want to talk founding fathers, this is what they did. How did they deal with the, with the tyrant over there in England, the king and the parliament over there? They seceded from them. They separated from them. They said, if you want the curses, go get the curses. Have at them. You can answer to God for that. We want to serve God. We want to obey God. Keep that in mind. I, I thought I would share that with you because, again, we're going through Judges. I love the book of Judges. I love uh, the stories that are there. And I wanted to share that with you guys because of the stuff that we're facing. We're facing strange and wonderful and fascinating times. Some people, like people before us, think, oh, this is the last days. Go read your Bible. <laughs> I mean, last days happen starting with Jesus. He is, he, that is the last days. He's coming in the last days. Establishing his kingdom. Putting down all that oppose. Okay? But let's take a look at some of the things that are going on in our world that show that this is very strange and fascinating, and I would even say exciting times that we're watching right now. This is a, <clears throat> I've got several videos and we're going to look at some scriptures too i got several videos that I collected over the weekend that I put out on my personal channel. And this is a, I, I don't know this guy. I, I don't know a lot of these people who come out in entertainment anymore. I, I'm kind of old school. I know people from like 20 or 30 or 40 years ago or something. Occasionally I pick up new names or whatever, but I, I just don't know some of these people. This guy is a Haitian singer, Mikaben. He's only 41. And uh, he is 
another one who apparently had the COVID shot. And uh, take a look at this. And he falls over dead on stage in Paris. They have to stop the show. This guy is dead. He's not just passed out. He died right there on stage in front of everyone. Um, we also had, by the way, uh, yesterday, if if you didn't see it, I'm just going to open this one up. I, didn't, I forgot to open this one up. This was one that was really interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Bodybuilder, and I'm, I hope I say his name correctly, Doug Brenol. And, and by the way, here, here's this, for those who are watching, this is the guy's picture. I mean, it doesn't even look real. And, you know, he was a health advocate. But I got to tell you, when I see men like this, I I don't look at that as healthy at all. That To me, I, that is not healthy. It looks grotesque. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the word is. And his legs are just like that, too. They, they were just like that. But here's this guy, bodybuilder Doug Brinol, and here's what he had to say to the quote-unquote anti-vaxxers. People can use me as a test. If I die, you are right. Well, he's dead. He's dead. This guy was 63 years old, seemed to be in great shape. Here's what he had to say. I have enough confidence in the vaccine based on my research to get it done. <laughs> Apparently, he didn't do too much research, okay? This guy did not do his research. And I'm not, look, I'm not capping on Doug here. He can't defend himself. I'm not capping on him. What I'm saying is, is here's a guy who, I, who apparently idolized the body. Don't hear any talk about Christ. Don't hear any talk about God. None of that. And here's what he said. He posted on his social media, and uh, here is the um, here's the post here that you guys can see on the video platform. Those of you who are listening by way of radio, here's what he said. Those of you who think the vaccine kills people can use me as a test. If I die, you are right. If I don't die and have no ill effects, you are wrong and should admit it at least to yourselves. Okay, I want all the people who like this thing. At this time, there's 36 of them. This is on Facebook. And some people laughed. Some people cried. Some people have a thumbs up. Here's the question. Well, yeah, I thought steroids too, Brian. That He's got every look of being on steroids, every look of it. And yet his friends say uh, they wrote into one of the outlets and said he didn't take steroids. I don't know. But I'll tell you what. I've seen people on steroids. That's what they look like right there. It's it's an inhuman kind of growth. It doesn't look It doesn't look natural. Let me put it that way. Better yet. Doug continues, you should admit that you were misled and tell the world who misled you so other people can benefit by avoiding those fear mongers. Well, Dougie, well, Doug's estate, well, Doug's friends who liked his post and everything else, are you willing to admit now that he's dead and gone that it had something to do with the shot, the Moderna shot that he took last year? I'm telling you, we're coming up on an event or multiple events that I believe will be reminiscent of Psalm 91. 10,000 will fall at your right hand. 
but it will not come near you. 10,000 will fall at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Do, do we believe in the God of the Bible anymore to stand in the face of all of the peer pressure, all of the worldly sorceries and the experts and all this other and say, you know what? You can think whatever you want to. But the Lord says that if I hide myself in him, the noise and pestilence doesn't come near me. And 10,000 may fall at my right side, 1,000 at my, at my other hand, but it's not going to come near me. Friends, I remind you of Egypt. I remind you of the Passover. What was it? The angel of death was near every house, but it passed over those who hid themselves in the shadow of the Almighty. How did they do that? They put the lamb's blood upon the doorposts. They, they took of him, they ate him, as it were, in the meal that was there, the lamb that was there. They were not to leave any of it till morning. Whatever was left was to be burned in the fire. They partook of the Christ. They were inside of God's promises to them. And how many of them lost their firstborn? None. Goose egg. None of them lost their firstborn. But the people who weren't covered under the blood that was on the doorposts lost their firstborns, including the king of Egypt. Friends, this is, the God, this is the God that we serve. Does he not know how to take care of his own? Absolutely he does. This was another post that uh, Doug had. I'm vaccinated. Well, the first of two. Let's get this done so we can get back to traveling, going to concerts, and having fun. Yeah, it's all of, life is all about having fun. Now, I'm not against having fun and enjoying life. I think we should enjoy life. God gave us life to enjoy. To have an abundant life for. But here he is going through his little drive through shot thing. Because you can see he's in his car. person's sticking him with a needle. My vaccine was yesterday. I had no problem with it. My deltoid was a bit sore, but otherwise fine. I wonder if he'd have been on CBS News if he'd have pulled a Fauci and said, well, it was this arm, but it was really this arm that I got it in. It was my... They gave it to him apparently in his left arm, but he'd pat his right arm. I, who knows? I don't know. We're all in this together, so let's do our share to beat it. Let me tell you how you beat the convicts. Let me tell you how you beat the monkeypox. Let me tell you how you beat the Ebola and all the other stuff. Click that little button on the remote and turn your television off. Click that little thing and turn it to something else when you've got these knuckleheads who are promoting this stuff on the radio. That's how you beat it. That's how you beat it. You hold fast to the promises of God and you don't listen to the lies of the devil. It's pretty simple. It really is. All of these have happened and we've had a number of... Now, I my understanding is that Doug wasn't mock, trying to mock people. He was just trying to... He's tired of, from what this person said. Was, he said he was just tired of the arguments over it. Okay, I agree. Now the argument's done for Doug. He is gone. He knows better now. He knows what the end result was. 
What about those who are left? Are you learning something from this? The people in our audience, I know, you have, you, you figured it out. Yeah, Eric, it is a Jewish holiday, no question about that, but it's part of the history of Christian Christianity because it points to Christ. He is the Passover lamb. He died on the Passover. It's part of the whole point. And then when he's raised, that happens on the Feast of first fruits. All those things were a picture of what Christ was to be. Listen to what he says when in Luke 20, 24, when he is resurrected, he looks to his disciples and he says to them, he said, all the things of Moses and the prophets speak about me. That's what he said. So when you go back and you look at the, the feast, when you look at how the priest did things, all of this kind of stuff, all those things were pictures of Christ. When you look back and you see Noah, when you see Joseph, when you see Moses, when you see David, when you see, all those people are, are pictures or types or antitypes of the Christ, the one who would come, the one who was prophesied back there in Genesis 3.15. Now, this is, um, of course, this guy, Doug Brunel. And again, I'm not capping on Doug. I'm just saying he's the one who said, check it out, figure it out, you know, for yourself. By the way, just want to throw this in. This is right in the middle of things. I told you guys I was going to be putting together something with good news. Okay, just good news. If you if you want to skip a lot of the old stuff or the bad stuff or whatever, you can go here. This is the good report. Put it out first yesterday. I think we had I don't know five or six articles in there that you can that's linked to a video and stuff like that. This is the good report. I'm going to try to do it every day. We'll see how that works. Because uh, sometimes it takes a little bit. Some of the sites that I used to use uh, for good news was um, ha have just gone away. So I'm going to have to be a little more diligent in finding that. But if you want to check that out, that's at sonsoflibertymedia.com. First edition of it, The Good Report, October 16th, 2022, right there on the front page. All right. Second thing I want to do is uh, I want to go over to my Rumble channel. And I played you the video there of the guy, the Haitian. This guy right here. Don't know where he is, <laughs> but you're going to love this. And you guys uh, who are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, I'll just go ahead and tell you before before I, before I play the little clip here, this guy has a lint roller in his hand. A lint roller. You guys know what that is, right? You run it across your suit or your jacket or your clothes or whatever, and you get all this um, dust and hair and all this stuff off of the off that by using the lint roller, it's like sticky tape on it, right? This guy, if you don't think people will comply with virtually anything that quote unquote keeps them safe, you you just have to see this, and you you have to be on the video platform to see it. I'll have it up in the archive so you guys can check it out. But uh, here's this guy; he's got a lint roller. And people have to spread their arms. <laughs> he has to run the lint in, the lint roller over them before they go in. Now, obviously, he's doing it sort of as a gag. Isn't that incredible? And this is how the people do. They just think, well, I have to submit because this guy looks like he's in authority. He isn't even part of the, 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 the deal here of where he's at. But they, they're sticking their arms out there. And he's running the, the lint roller over. Now we're going to get into some more, I guess, serious stuff. Here is a West Midlands police inspector threatening a journalist for criticizing queer theory. You know, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. Criticizing queer theory 
Take a listen. To do with sexuality. That's the abolition of gender, which is entirely untrue. The LGBT. Yeah, don't film me, please. I don't right. want to be. Okay, okay, that's fine. Too bad you're well, in public. Just, I'm here doing that, but that's that's totally fine. Um, the LGB is completely different. That's to do with sexuality. But the plus is part. My question was, okay, I'll try again. Do you believe that gay people are no, Yes, they are. They are. I'm warning you now. Okay, that's discriminatory behaviour. Okay, that that is on the on the cusp of a public order offence. If you use discriminatory behaviour or you start insulting other people's views again, then we will take action. Okay. So, but they can insult his views. They can insult his views, but he can he can't point out what's obvious. When you start talking about LGBTQ and stuff, that's the insidious part. I said your view was the insidious part. Of just insulted this person. Yes, you have. What, did you feel insulted by that comment? I don't know anything about. I said the name Kel Rubin. Right. I have just given you where the where the parameters are. Don't step over them. I've given you where the parameters are. Do you understand where they are? No, I don't. Okay. If you use if you use derogatory, defamatory, or discriminatory terms, that will border into criminal offences. Okay. Don't use them. That's it. I'm not negotiating. I'm not telling you what parameters are. I'm asking you a question. I think I've been very clear in what I've said. I'm asking you a question. All right. So you see what's going on. Does everybody see what this this slob? agent of a of the state is doing he oh you might have offended somebody with your lgbtq talk and the obvious thing the obvious problem here that's going on is what this cop is is he not offending the guy that's sitting there talking about you insulting him you're you're ready to take him off to jail huh <sighs> yeah, that, that's coming to America, too. In fact, it's in some places right now. This is another one that made headlines last week uh, up in Dearborn, Michigan. Now, you know, Dearborn is, has a large Muslim population. And I'm going to tell you right now, the video that I'm going to show you, you guys are going to hear it on the uh, Red State Talk Radio and you've probably seen it. Again, I, I believe our audience is more informed than I am. Okay, So I, I, don't, I don't treat you guys like your children. I know that you know stuff that I have no idea. Many of you are sending me stuff at times that I haven't even seen. But I want to tell you, this included Christians. It included Muslims. It included people that weren't of either faith who were at this school board meeting over these LGBTQ plus pornography books that were in their schools. And some people have gotten all bent out of shape because some Muslims there. Good for the Muslims for being there, for standing up for righteousness here. I'm not trying to make a one-world religion. There's a clear distinction between Christianity and Islam. Okay, So don't even try to paint me in that corner. But I'm going to tell you what. Good for these Muslim dads and moms for coming and standing up with Christian Muslims Christian mothers and fathers and other people who stood up who can see clearly that this is wrong. Okay? They can see clearly this is wrong. This is what took place out in uh, Dearborn. They're more important. And I'm the one that's going to send a message to everybody. 
We are not going to tolerate this. The school board to walk out. And listen to what they're saying. Vote them out. Vote them out. And every parent has a right to object to the things their kids are being exposed to. But there is a breaking point. And the breaking point is this. The fundamental existence of school is not to learn about sexual pleasure, to not to learn about new sex acts. The fundamental purpose of school is to prepare our kids to be successful adults who can go off and have careers. And it is up to every parent. Uh, now, I disagree with that. To then teach their kids morality. It is out of the place for the school to do it. That's and true. And I reject any notion that parents here are filled with hate or bigotry. The parents don't want their kids sexualized. If other people want to sexualize their kids, that's their business, not our. Hey, look, I applaud, the, I applaud the parents for standing up and doing it. That's exactly right. Now, the one lady that says, oh, school is for, um, you know, getting them to get a career. Okay, wait a minute. As soon as you say that, you're in line with the status system. Education, not school, education is to teach kids how to think, how to find the information they want to find, how to learn, and to do so for the glory of God in whatever they do. Whether they make a lot of money or they don't make a lot of money. Whether they have a career or whether they don't have a career. That's what education is supposed to be about. Now it's about making money. Learn to earn, as the common Diva says on Wednesdays. Learn to earn. That's what it's about now. It's not about glorifying God. It's not about pushing the king rights of King Jesus in whatever field they go into, whether it's politics, whether it's the pulpit, or whether it's in the industry, or whether it's setting up their own business, or whether it's being a farmer or a ditch digger, or whatever the case may be. It's not about that anymore. Do you see how far we've come? We're in need of a judge, just like Israel had, to come and deal with the, the stuff that's going on and to lead the people. I don't mean a guy just by himself. I'm saying one that's an example. This is how you do it. And you take it to them. And we have several examples of men who are doing just that. They're not only preaching out against it. They're willing to go to jail over it. They're willing to suffer. We talked about that yesterday too. Suffering in the name of Christ. You know, the Bible promises us nothing as believers but suffering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He who will come after me must take up his cross, deny himself daily, and follow me. Take up the cross, the instrument of your death. You have to deny yourself if you want to follow Jesus. Now, if you want to follow the modern version of Jesus, you just got to get you a hip t-shirt, some really expensive jeans, whatever kind of the belt is that they're pushing on you now, and the kind of sneakers or boots or whatever you got to have. And then you need to have your hair cut a certain way, um, you know, if you want to follow Jesus. At least that's what these, these seeker-friendly churches, apparently they haven't read Romans 3 that says there's none that seeks after God. No, not one. They haven't read that. They haven't, they haven't promoted that to their audience because that's not going to put people in their seats. Here's another one. 
And again, we're going through the times that we're living in, fascinating and strange times for sure. This guy is at a Pfizer event. Now, you guys on Red State Talk Radio, you won't be able to see what happens, but I'm just going to kind of give it to you. There's a lady speaking at this Pfizer event, and this guy stands up to ask her a question. Oh, you need to be quite waiting. So then some guy, some little, I don't know, I don't know what you call this guy, steps up, grabs this guy, and the guy's like at least twice his size, grabs him by the neck and tries to push him back to shut him up. And the dude just lays hold of him and just tosses him on his rear end. Okay? Check this out. So when you hear of, you know, uh, Ma'am, I have a question. Uh, so Pfizer has the biggest criminal fine in history. So how is it not anti, how is it anti-science to not trust them? If they're on record bribing physicians and fudging with test results, $2.3 billion fine. So how is it anti-science to simply question them? Can you explain that, please? So I appreciate your comment. I'd like to finish my presentation, and you can hold your questions. I mean, it's not going to be answered. Yeah, well, I have four questions. See, and you see this little chump here. Let them get answered. And watch him. He's got his hand all over his neck, and the guy's just laughing, and he just pushes him out of the way. <laughs> Shoves him out of the way, right on his can, right, right in front of these people. It's right here. Let me tell you something. Some of you may say, okay. oh, that's assault. Well, the guy put his hand on him first, didn't he? The guy put his hand on him first. That's self-defense. This guy who put his hand on that guy's throat doesn't know how to play well with adults. Plain and simple. Or he wouldn't have been that stupid to do something like that. And then he's, he's over there acting like he's the victim. Oh, I stood for righteousness. I'm going to tell you something. What's coming is going to take more than your words. It's going to take more than your protests. It's going to. Let me tell you something. Let's go back, and we may go a little long. I, I, I didn't mean to go long. I thought I could fit it in here, but I, I think we may go a little long. So if you're on Red State Talk Radio and the music comes up and stuff, I have to jump real quickly. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com is where you pick us up before it's news.com or any of the other places that I mentioned. When Martin Luther nailed his 95 thesis to the Wittenberg church, to the doors there, he didn't do it because he thought, hey, I can get a lot of likes. I can get some clicks on this because they didn't have any of that before. He did it out of conviction of conscience. The word of God had filled him and said, what we've been taught, what I have even stood for, is an abomination before God. And he called out the indulgences, which still go on, by the way, in the Roman Catholic Church. He called those things out. And he spoke out against them. That's where it really started. It wasn't a faith alone and by grace alone, through Christ, in Christ alone. It wasn't any of the solas. In fact, I've told you we're going to probably do a show on that. Uh, soon enough. I, I want to do that because I know there's some people in our audience who don't know what the five solas are. And I think that's very important that you understand those things as to what the basis or the foundation of the Christian faith is uh, that we hold to. 
So we'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to get that together. But Martin Luther did that, and what happened to him? Well, he was persecuted. He was brought before the Diet of Worms. I know it looks like worms, but it's worms. It's German, right? So you V your Ws. Uh, anyway, he's done that. He's having to be kidnapped by a friend in order to translate his version of the Scriptures uh, into, into German. He's wanting to give the people the Word of God. Why? Because he believes that if the people have the Word of God and if they read it, that the Spirit of God will do in them a work that he can't do. Okay? That he can't do. And so, with that said, let's go to Germany. Again, another video here. Are the let me ask you, we have some people who listen from Europe. We have people I you know, I'm I gotta tell you, I'm amazed that people from Europe listen to the Sons of Liberty. I'm amazed that people from India <laughs> Kate has told us about a gentleman there in India listening to the Sons of Liberty. And maybe they're listening just for Kate. I don't know. That's fine. That's totally cool. But they're listening to the Sons of Liberty. That amazes me. Okay? By the way, let me just toss this in. Jesus said, greater works will you do than I do, right? And everybody's going, oh, these are miracles. Well, did Jesus have an international or even a national audience the way we do today? No, he didn't have that. This is the Son of God. And by the way, I do believe in miracles. Uh... I, I believe God still heals today. I believe he still does wonderful works, both by his people, and I'm hearing even testimonies coming from Muslims where God is directly intervening in their lives and drawing them to Christ. It's it's an incredible thing. But ultimately, it comes through the gospel, the real gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, Ultimately, it comes through that. This is Germany. You tell me, is this, you guys in Europe, if you're if you're on the social media platforms and you can chime in, you tell me, is this what your values are there in Europe? Again, this is Germany. This is just one guy. They're doing a George Floyd, they're just beating this guy. You can see the guy isn't even fighting them. They're kneeing him, they're beating on him. All of that. Huh. Is that European values? I don't think so. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m. Lord willing, talk to you then. See you. All right. want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And, uh, you know, I ask my, my European friends. i got to flip over here to Rumble, see if we got some European friends who are quoting. Nobody's in there yet, so I don't know if we have Europeans on or... Or they're just not commenting. That's fine. Uh, but uh, whatever the case may be, here's what you're seeing. You're seeing this kind of stuff go on. Here's another one. Now, the French Mockingbird Media in France said a couple hundred people showed up to protest the high cost of energy and stuff. Are you guys feeling that too? Okay. Because I got to tell you, I have never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, 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 never. Did I say never? 
I have never had an electric bill over, say, $320. And the only reason I had that was because we we finally finished our upstairs. And uh, so you've, you've got to cool that. It's up there where the sun comes up. It gets hot. The insulation is like uh, R30 in the ceiling. I forget what it is in the walls. We It's more than what the normal is in the walls because I got it for working off a job site. Uh, the guy gave it to me. I think I've explained that to you guys some a little bit. So we have that in the walls. And for the last three months, it's been well over $400. At one, at one point, at one month, it was almost $500. $500 for electricity. And I didn't change anything. In fact, I've gone back and downstairs, we've raised the, the temperature. And upstairs, I raised the temperature. So we did all of that. And yet, it's, it was almost $500 the other month. Crazy. Just crazy for me. And I'm a frugal guy. I really am. Here in France, the people are out, and the Mockingbird media said hundreds of people are out protesting this to make them look bad, right? I want you to see. You guys in France, you're getting the props here from the Sons of Liberty for, for protesting. You really are. Here's what France looked like. In light of, does that look like hundreds to you or does that look like thousands? I'm just going to let the audience come to their own conclusion. I've been among tens of thousands of people. That looks like tens of thousands of people. That's just one area, by the way. That's not all of the people. That's one area. You can't even get down some of the streets unless, I guess, if, if this person who's filming would have had a drone. If I'd have had that video, I would have brought that out. So, what happens when you go and you protest against the tyrants who are in league with your enemies? Listen, we need some Oliver Cromwells in France. We need them in England. We need them in Spain. We need them in the United States of America, in every state of our union, which is your country. I want to correct the, the thing here. We had John Weaver on last week. I want to correct people's thinking. Your country is not the United States of America. Your country is your state. It's your state. Your state's going to make its own laws and do whatever it's going to do and it doesn't affect Tim Brown in South Carolina in the least. That is your country. That is how our forefathers thought, both in 1776 and the years before, and the years after. We go back to what John Weaver's talking about in the War of Northern Aggression, the North and the South. How did those guys see themselves? My country is Virginia. My country is North Carolina. My country is Florida. My country is Texas. My country is Mississippi. Whatever the case may be, that's how they saw it. Do you want to see, do you want to know the real way to defeat the beast system? You're going to have to cut it off at the head. You're going to have to cut it off at the head. I don't care how sentimental you are about the flag. I don't care how sentimental you are about the United States or even about the founding documents. The founding documents give us the, res the resolve in there. Thomas Jefferson wrote in the Declaration of Independence, and he said when, when the government has come to a place where it is a threat to the rights of the people, the people 
have the right to dissolve it and to institute new government. We're not talking about overthrowing the government. We're talking about separating from it. Separation from it. You guys take the curses for yourself. Knock yourself out. You want to fight against God? Have at it. We're not going to be a part of that. Okay? We're not going to be a part of it. We want God's blessing. And if you've got corruption in your state government, you're going to have to take care of that too. Either way, you're going to have to fight. But it's better to eliminate this distant threat, beast system. You've got to eliminate that. Just telling you. How did our far how did our forefathers throw off the tyranny? They seceded. They didn't fight against the tyranny. Oh, yeah, they had to fight it because the tyranny came and fought. But but before that, they seceded from it. What do you think the Declaration of Independence is? It's a secession document. It is not a revolution docu- document. I've had people write me, oh Tim, don't you understand? The Declaration of Independence is a revolutionary document. No, it is not. It is a secession document. It is a writ of divorce. Well, God hates divorce. Yes, he does. And yet, God himself gave Israel a writ of divorce. Read the book of Jeremiah. And he brought that divorce to a full end in destroying Jerusalem, the temple system, all that stuff. So all you people who want to see a new temple erected, you want to see animal sacrifices put in so Jesus can come, you need to understand something. You are aligning yourself with a beast system. You're aligning yourself with a synagogue of Satan. You're not aligning yourself with Christ. Just so we're clear, that's what you're doing. And many of you have been deceived by your pastors, your elders, whoever in your church, who have come in, they've crept in unawares, and they've taught a doctrine for more than 100 years in this country called Schofieldism, Darbyism, Dispensationalism. They have come in and they have deceived you to where you think, well, this is just the, this is the way it's going to be. And you've forgotten the God of your fathers. The, you know, the one who, who gave the Philistines in the hand of Samson? You've forgotten the one who gave the Egyptians in the hand of Moses and the people? You've forgotten the one who gave all of the others around him in Canaan to Joshua? You've forgotten him. And you've bowed in fear. Sorry, my screen went off here. You've bowed in fear to the God of this world, the little little God of this world who's making up his pretended legislation. You've bowed to him rather than the bow to the God that you claim that you serve. I get it, though. I get it. You're just taught these things. But trust me, go to the Scriptures as though you're going to have to teach a group of young people in the generation coming up. Go to the Scriptures. Stay in the context. Context is king. Okay? And then go try to tell them that that lie. Go try to tell them that myth. Because it is a lie and it is a myth. Is our God not the same yesterday, today, and forever? Yes, He is. 
Does he still provide for his people? Yes, he does. As I prayed with my son this morning before he went off to work, does he not give his mercies new and afresh every day? Yes, he does. What God are you serving? Well, I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Really? And you have a defeatist attitude? I see the same things you do. I see the world getting apparently worse and worse, at least what the Mockingbird media gives us. That is the reality they're trying to push on us. But listen, friends, brothers and sisters, the reality is beyond our sight. Faith is the substance of things not seen. Not seen. Now, let me ask you a question. What has God shown us throughout history? Has he shown us defeat or has he shown us victory? Some of us may die in the process. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we don't suffer for the kingdom's sake, for the sake of the elect. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying it's going to be roses and peach trees as much as I want them filling my front yard. But the fact of the matter is, is that God, in the midst of these strange, fascinating, and exciting times that we're facing, is still king. He hasn't changed. He hasn't got off the throne and said, oh, I'll just let the devil be king. Nope, that's not what he said. Not what he said at all. And Jesus came. What does Matthew one twenty one say? He shall be called Jesus, for he shall, what? Save his people from their sins. Now, I know what your pastor says. He says, well, that just means he's going to save you from the wrath of God to come and that's a part of it, but save them from their sins. Are you overcoming sin daily? See, it's easy to point the finger at Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump or Joe Biden. We can, that's an easy thing for us to do. What about you? What about me? Let's, let's put it where the rubber meets the road. You guys out there that call yourself patriots, Christians, constitutionalists, conservatives, all this, are you self-governing yourself? Are you looking at pornography? Are you stealing from your boss by not working the full amount of time he's paying for you? Are you complaining about the work that he gives you? Are you committing adultery? Are you lusting after someone in your heart? Are you committing murder? Are you hating your brother without a cause? Are you an idolater? Are you a drunkard? Are you a sodomite? Are you a lesbian? And you want to talk about the government being tyrannical over you? Friend, you're submitting yourself to the tyrant of sin. And whosoever submits himself to sin is the slave of sin. You're not free. You're a slave. You're a slave. This is not hard to understand. It really isn't. Let me read to you a passage. We're, we're all pretty familiar with this. This comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, 
a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profiteth hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God had given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also he hath set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before him. And it goes on from there. There's a time for everything under heaven. To live at peace, to live at war. To heal, to kill. All of these kinds of things. What kind of time are we in right now? If I can say it as simply as I can, we're in a time of human history. The history of man that is really the outplay of the decrees of God. I know some people have really struggled with that. I had one guy call me and say, Oh, you have to take all of this time Okay, to to go through something and you just don't believe in free will, but, but, you know, stop that already. If you want to puff yourself up as though you're in control of things, knock yourself out. Okay, knock yourself out. But the fact of the matter is, we're here for for a purpose. And I'm not talking about like Rick Warren's purpose driven church stuff. I'm not talking about that. We have a specific purpose for which God has put us on the earth. And if we don't fulfill that purpose, God will find somebody else to fulfill that purpose. Okay? You guys remember Esther. We go to Esther chapter 4. Remember, Haman has decided to kill her people. He wants all of them dead. And she is the queen. And she loves her king. And Ephesians, or excuse me, Esther chapter 4, beginning at verse 11 says, And all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whatsoever, whether man or woman, shall come into the king, into the inner court, who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death. Except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live. But I have not been called to come unto the king these thirty days. And this is what Esther is, is trying to communicate to Mordecai. And they told Mordecai Esther's words, and Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou Altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. If you don't step up, Esther, 
God's going to pick somebody else. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. Mm. Why? He's trying to warn her, Esther, don't be a coward. Cowards are listed among the first people. Unbelieving cowards, the cowardly, are the first into the lake of fire. According to the book of Revelation. Thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? And Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go. She understands what she has to do. She doesn't necessarily want to do it. She knows the consequences are there, but she's going to trust God. Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so I will go into the king, which is not according to the law. It's not according to man's law, pretended legislation. And if I perish, I perish. And Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Brothers and sisters, listen to me very carefully. You are here for such a time as this. I'm here for such a time as this. What are we doing with our time? What are you doing with your time? What am I doing with my time? Are we seeking to deliver the people of God in the face of the enemies of the... Let's make no mistake about it. The, they're not Marxists. They're not Democrats or any of this. They are the enemies of the true and living God and His people. You were made for such a time as this. You were made for it. Adam Heikla, we had him on on Friday for a brief few minutes. Adam, you were made for such a time as this. And you're demonstrating, you're influencing those people who want, who know that what you're doing is right and they should be doing the same thing. You're influencing them. You're discipling them. Others, I, I, I could name off all kinds of people. Bradley Dean, I could name off Ray Comfort. I could name off a whole bunch of people that I see are being raised up. Speaking the truth and doing the truth. And they've been raised up by God for such a time as this. There was somebody else who was done that way. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. And I say that their heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be a lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Remember, Paul's writing about that old covenant, right? And the law and all that it was to drive us to Christ. He says, and even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time, when such a time came, was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. And what was his purpose in that time? 
to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. (laughs) And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Yet Jesus was sent for such a time as he was in as well. Yes, he was. And what was that? It was to make us sons and daughters of the Most High. Not just mere servants, not just even mere friends. Jesus called the disciples friends, right? Greater love has no man than he laid down his life for his friends. But the Bible says that he has made us heirs and joint heirs with Christ. He has adopted us. He has made us his children. Do you think that the God who spared not his own son would not come behind us and have our back and our front? You must be out of your mind. That is a false gospel that tells you that God doesn't have our back and our front and our sides and all around us. That he has made us his children. That that, that we would see the fulfillment of David. Give us the, 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 the heathen, the nations for our inheritance. Not that we may glory in that, but that we may glorify God in the midst of it. This is his promise, is it not? Is it not, believer? Is that not what the scripture says? Well, yeah, Tim, but uh, there's an antichrist coming and there's going to be a temple and you know it's going to be really bad. Okay, fine. If you want to believe that and just have at that, knock yourself out. But I'm telling you right now, the purpose of our existence is to glorify God, is it not? Yes. And so in doing that, what are we going to do? We're to live holy and blameless before him in love. And we're to be those people who are the light, the city on the hill, as Jesus spoke of before he gave the Beatitudes there. We're supposed to be that. We're supposed to be the city on a hill. Do you want to be light? Well, quit taking in the darkness and quit spitting the darkness out. We have to be the light. And that's what I want to encourage you in today. The one who is the light, God himself, in the Lord Jesus Christ, the one in whom there is no darkness or shadow of turning, we're to be just like him. How do we get there? We've got to put our faith in him. We've got to turn from our sin. And we've got to do what God has commanded us to do. And each of us, i got to tell you, there's some similarities among us, and there's some differences. And that's the gifting of the Spirit. We all have different gifts, same spirit, all right? Now, let's go out today and let's exercise those gifts that God may be glorified in us and that people will be drawn to the Savior through our words and through what we do, all right? Guys, have a great day. Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and then we'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Lord willing, talk to you then. See you.